just want to welcome you here this morning. Good morning, Horizon. Um, Pastor Craig is in Victoria preaching at Adam and Janice's church and Counter Church this morning. So we're just praying for them as well as we continue on in our service that as God is moving here. And let me tell you, the way worship went this morning was amazing. Thank you, worship team, for being uh, sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. God has a message that he wants to release this morning. He is in every step of what we have walked through so far this morning. And I'm just believing that, that as I give the message that I feel God's given me, that it will just help us put some of those pieces together to walk into even what Corrine was sharing in that, that video this morning. So we get to close out the series on Reset this morning. Pastor Craig's been talking about it for the last couple of weeks based out of Mark chapter 8, verses 34 and 35. Deny yourself. Find your people. Pick up your cross. You may find yourself in any one or all of the above of these positions. Maybe you need to pick up your cross and encounter sacrifice in a new way and find your purpose. Maybe this morning, what we're going to talk about, which is follow me, which is highlighting surrender. And that really is about finding the power of God. Because for whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will actually save it. So this week we're going to look at follow him, talking about surrender. The whole point of this last series that we've been walking through about reset is that we need to take time to pause and to reflect. I am not good at this. I'm often so focused on what is yet to come, what's in head, ahead of me, what's forward, that I am not good about pausing and reflecting and resetting. So this is, I'm preaching to me this morning. This, this series has been great, just a reminder of, Lord, what have you done, but what do you still desire to do? And if I don't pause and take a moment to even ask him that question, I might miss out on all that he has for me right in front of me. Because we can get so busy. We can get so burdened and caught up in everyday life and the issues that we're facing that we forget the big picture. Sometimes it's hard. Actually, I can't get away from this. Sorry, I got to pause for a second. Pause and reflect. Just in worship, I just felt the Lord, I don't know if there's someone here named Rick or Ricky, or this could be for multiple people, I'm not sure. But I felt like the Lord say specifically, if your name's Rick or Ricky, that this is for you. I feel like the Lord said this morning that you feel like you've been standing in the middle of chaos. That there's something that you've been facing that has been overwhelming you. That even as we were singing this morning about the overwhelming love of God, all that you could hear echoing in your mind was, oh yeah, I'm overwhelmed all right, but it's not with the love of God. And I just felt prophetically this morning that the Lord wanted to say, and if this is for you and your name's not Rick, you can go ahead and grab a hold of it because that's how God works. But I felt this morning that you might be standing in the middle of that chaos and in the middle of overwhelm, but the Lord says, have I not made a way for you in the wilderness? You might feel like there's mountains on either side of you, and it's like that in Psalm that the Lord says, I have prepared a table for you in the midst of your enemies, in the midst of the chaos. In the midst of the confusion, the Lord says, I have son, daughter, I have made a way for you through the wilderness. So this morning, I want you to know that you are not unseen 
And there's, I feel like whoever this is specifically, that there's a specific situation that you're facing currently that you're, you're trying to walk through and you're trying to see the answer. And the Lord says, just know that the breakthrough is right around the corner. Like I feel like even tomorrow, the answer is going to come for that situation. So Lord, we just thank you that you still speak today. And Lord, for anyone that's in that situation this morning, that literally it feels like they're in the middle of chaos, like a whirlwind that is just spinning around them. Father, right now with the peace of heaven settle on their heart and in their spirit. Lord, would they know that you see them, that you have prepared a feast in the middle of what seems like a war-torn situation and that you are moving right now in their situation because you have prepared the way ahead of them. Thank you, Lord. Okay. I just pray that that is making sense to someone this morning because that's the kind of God that I feel that we serve, a God of more of more than enough. A God who wants to see us walking fully healed, delivered, set free, walking in confidence, being able to walk into situations that don't make sense to us because we know that God is with us. But often we don't fully grasp what that looks like. We try to fight harder, we try to fight stronger, but we need to learn how to fight smarter. For me, as I was thinking about what does surrender look like. If you've been around here for more than a day or two, you've probably heard that I'm just slightly competitive. I don't know why people say that. Because I just don't like to lose. I don't. I would much rather get in the fight and fight and not give up, kind of like a pit bull that's just going to grab a hold of something and not let go, which is winning. Because who wants to come in second when you can come in first? Because second is the first place loser, let's be honest. Sorry. But yes, I am slightly competitive. Surrender is not in my nature. It is not my natural bent to first off think, oh, how can I sit back and surrender in this situation? But it's so true that Jesus often asks us to do the complete opposite of what would be our natural response. To gain your life, you've got to lose it. To be the greatest or the first, be the servant of all. It's kind of, I call it the upside down kingdom. The kingdom culture of God is so different than what our current culture would tell us. What our natural response or our natural bent would be is often completely opposite to the culture of heaven that God actually wants us to walk into. As I was preparing for surrender, I was thinking of what does surrender look like? And the story that came to mind was, is if, also if you've been around for a while, you re might remember that Craig often gives examples of sermon illustrations of him and my stepdad, Jeff, in a boat. And invariably, things never go well. I don't know why. And I was thinking of another story of a time we had gone camping on Hornby Island. And Jeff and Craig had this little boat. It may have had a very small motor, but I'm pretty sure it was just, like, manpower. It was, they were going to have to row. And they decided that they were going to go out and go fishing, and they were going to catch us some dinner. So... I took the kids, the family, we all went down to the lagoon and we're, okay, cheers, you go, you have a great trip. And they paddled out and they kind of went just around the corner and we could see them from a distance. And it looked like they must have hit the right spot because they got to this one spot and they didn't move. And they just stayed there. So after a while, I'm thinking, oh, well, they must be doing great, this is fine. 
This is in the days before cell phones. Yes, we are actually that old. Um, and so they went out in the water, and we're assuming everything's fine because they just seem to be sitting in this one location enjoying themselves. But see, if you've never gone out on the ocean before, there's this truth that you need to know. There's this thing called tides and currents. And certain times a day, certain times a year, the tides change and they, and they move. And if you misjudge the time of the tide changing, you're in trouble. And you see, I'm pretty sure Jeff and Craig were prepared. I'm pretty sure they checked the tide chart. But I think what they forgot was to check the location that we were actually in. And that makes a big difference. Because what was actually happening as they were out there, the tide had changed. And they were actually trying to move south to get back to the beach. But it didn't matter how hard they paddled, how hard they pushed, they were not going anywhere. They hadn't found fish. They hadn't found anything. All they found was that they were stuck and they were trying to get into shore, but they couldn't. Regardless of how bad they could, they could see it. It was right there. They just had to push a little bit harder and they could get into shore. But there came a moment in time where they had to surrender to the power of the current if they wanted to be safe and get back to shore. And I think often we can get so caught up in fighting the fight. We want breakthrough. We want to see change. All those things that we heard this morning. And we're trying our hardest to deal with the hand that's been dealt to us. But we can't change our location. We can't change our situation by our strength alone. We can fight as hard as we want. But often, you are not going to get into safe harbor or get into the place that God has for you until you surrender to the current that's pushing against you. And sometimes, when we surrender, we may end up in a location that we didn't actually think we were going to. They ended up floating halfway around the island and they had to go find someone with a phone to try and find us so that we could try and come and pick them up. They didn't end up where they thought they were going to be, but they did find the safe place that they could get in. And we need to trust that if we surrender to Holy Spirit and surrender to the Lord, that he's actually going to direct our boat into the harbor and the place that we need to be so that we can walk into some of the healing and freedom that we need. I believe our best life is found in our surrender to our surrender to the God of the universe who created us with a purpose and a plan. And as I surrender my will to his, that's when I actually win. You see, we're going to look at Joshua chapter 5 and 6. And basically this is the children of Israel have been delivered from Egypt. They've been wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. And now they're facing Jericho. They're facing an impenetrable fortress. There's literally a mountain, Pastor Daniel talked about it, a mountain in front of them that if they could, they would push it over with their own strength. But Joshua says, when Joshua was near the town of Jericho, this is picking it up in verse 13, he looked up and he saw a man standing in front of him with a sword in his hand. Joshua went up to him and demanded, are you friend or are you foe? Neither one, he replied, I am actually the commander of the Lord's army. At this, Joshua fell with his face to the ground in reverence. I am at your command, Joshua said. What do you want your servant 
to do. The commander of the Lord's army replied, Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did as he was told. Now the gates of Jericho were tightly shut because the people were afraid of the Israelites. No one was allowed to go in or out. But the Lord said to Joshua, let's say that, what, that highlighted part. What did the Lord say? I have given you Jericho. I've given you Jericho. I've given you its king and all of its strong warriors. You and your fighting men should march around the town once a day for six days. Seven priests will walk ahead of the ark, each carrying a ram's horn. And on the seventh day, you are to march around the town seven times with the priests blowing the horns. And when you hear the priests give one long blast on the ram's horn, have all the people shout as loud as they can. Because then, then the walls of the town will collapse and the people can charge straight into the town. Thank you, Lord. In Joshua 1, it says, The gates of Jericho were tightly shut. They were immovable. No one was going in. No one was going out. It was a fortress. It was impenetrable. It was an obstacle that the Israelites couldn't hope to overcome in their own strength. Jericho was the first city that the Israelites needed to conquer so that they could get to Canaan, which was the actual promised land. And what's the significance of the gates? You see, in the Old Testament, the gates were places of decisions. The gates were places of influence. Often at the gates, that's where the the government met or the, the, the key discussions would be held. But the gates of the city, the gates of opportunity for Israel were literally shut, tightly shut. The Israelites were standing on the edge of their inheritance. Forty years late, mind you. But it was finally time. And I'm sure after 40 years of wandering, they didn't want to screw this up. That would be my posture. Like I said, I like to win. I don't like to wander. I don't want to wander around. I've had that conversation with the Lord so many times. Lord, whatever you're trying to teach me right now, open my ears because I don't want to go around this mountain one more time. There might have been a few of those people in Israel as well. They were ready to do whatever it was going to take to walk into that inheritance. But you see, this battle needed to be fought differently. They had to fight this battle God's way. Are you ready today? Are you ready this morning to do whatever it will take to move you forward? I just felt as I was preparing this morning that there's a a real weariness on some people. That some here this morning are literally just tired of fighting. And I don't mean it could be fighting with your spouse, fighting with your kids, but you feel like you've been in the battle so long. You've been waiting for a breakthrough for so long that you can't fight another day. But what's standing in your way? I felt like for a lot of us, we're back around at Jericho and we're facing that gate, we're facing that impenetrable fortress, and the Lord was saying to us this morning, what's standing in your way? Are you willing to take a step and to engage once again and fight the battle that's in front of you? Are you on the edge of your breakthrough and you just don't know it? 
I think for many, we've tried so many times in our own strength to overcome things. To, if I could just decide to be happier, I wouldn't feel so tired. If I could just decide to whatever it would be, maybe it's loneliness, maybe it's anxiety, insecurity, maybe it's failures from your past that you just can't walk away from, the pain of broken relationships, whatever it might be, or you just might be tired and you don't want to fight anymore. But I really felt that as I was preparing that the Lord is saying to us, he's saying to us as a house, we were prophesying it in the prayer room last week, I felt like the Lord is saying to us, we are in a season of advance. And I think someone needs to hear that here this morning, that you feel like you're so tired and you're so ready to stop fighting, but the Lord would say to you this morning, you are on the edge of your breakthrough. Where you have felt in the past like it's one step forward and two steps back, like you can only get so far, like there's a ceiling over you that you can't push through. I feel like the Lord was saying that as a house, you are in a season of advance. And as you are as a house, you are as a people and you are as individuals and families. So don't give up this morning. Don't give up this morning. If all you hear this morning is don't give up, let that resound in your ears because the Lord of heaven wants you to know that breakthrough is on the other side of that gate that's in front of you and he's going to open it and he's going to do it this morning. I think God even started to do that in the midst of worship as Pastor Daniel was, was leading us in that time of ministry. We can get so focused on the fight or on our exhaustion that we miss that the fight isn't what's important. It's actually the victory on the other side of the fight. That's where our focus needs to be. So how did Israel move beyond their mountain? How did they move beyond the fight? You see, for Israel, the majority of them had been in the wilderness for 40 years. Those that came out of Egypt, most of them died off. So those that were actually approaching Jericho, all they knew was wilderness. All they knew was that wall in front of them of Jericho. They didn't know anything else because they had grown up in that. And for some here today, you may not even know where that, um, where that sense of, of like I've been bound for so long or that, that hindrance or that feeling of giving up. You may not even know where that comes from. Some of us might know exactly what our stuff is and how we need to deal with it. But for some, it's literally been there your whole life. You've always been angry. You've always been anxious. You've always been afraid. Fill in the blank of what it might be for you. But this morning, God wants to bring some revelation to you. And so you can recognize that regardless of things that you've done in your past or regardless of things that have been done to you, there is a place of freedom and healing for you that you can walk into. You see, we don't find power in fighting harder. We actually find strength and power when we fight smarter, when we surrender. Because when I surrender to the power of God in me, I can overcome the mountain that's in front of me. When I surrender to the power of God that's already in me at salvation, I can then speak and overcome the mountain that's in front of me. Because our power comes from a position of surrender. Not how hard we work, not how much we desire and want it to happen. It comes from surrender. No one wants to stay bound in captivity. 
We all want to walk in that promised land, that land flowing with milk and honey. So how do we do it? Number one, God will direct you. Israel allowed God to speak to them and to direct them. They could hear God speak for them themselves. You see, God has a strategy for your wall. He has a blueprint. He has a plan. He has the way forward for you. Because maybe I struggle with anxiety and maybe you struggle with anxiety. It might be the same struggle, but the reason that I struggle with it and the reason that you struggle with it can be two totally different reasons. So the answer for me and my freedom is not going to be the same for you. And in, for Israel, in uh, Joshua 5.13, they had to learn to hear what God was saying of how to conquer this fortress that was in front of them because they had no way to do it in their own strength. And God is speaking today, but are you able to hear him? Even as Kareen shared in that video, there's voices going on in your head, but how do you discern which one is God? How do you d discern the lies from the truth? Hearing God is a tool that you can do that. I love how God also speaks in the past tense to Joshua. In chapter 13, he says, God has given you the city. God's talking about a battle that hasn't even happened yet. But his perspective is, Joshua, I have given you the city. I've given you the victory. I've given you its king. I've given you its warriors. I've made the way. The battle is already done. God has given each and every one of us the victory already. And so often as believers, we don't access the power that is already in us. When we ask the Lord to be our Lord and Savior, we get that same resurrection power that raised Christ from the dead, but we don't access it, and we walk in shackles longer than we need to. God has given you the victory, but what are you going to do with it? If we don't know how to recognize God speaking to us, how will we know how to move beyond walking through our own strength? Can you hear him? Do you recognize his voice? There was a season for Craig and I when we were associate pastors in Campbell River, and we'd been there for about six years, five or six years. Things were going great. We loved it. We loved the people. We loved the families. And all of a sudden, there was this stirring in our heart that change was coming. We felt literally like our heart was being disconnected from the church. Both of us, we felt it. We didn't understand it. It was confusing. It was actually downright frustrating because we felt like God was disconnecting us from where we were, but he wasn't giving us direction about where we were supposed to go. But see, we had learned how to hear God's voice. And one day, Craig had done his devotions and gone to work. I was at home with the kids, probably it was around their nap time, and I sat down with my Bible, and I opened it up, and God drew me to Acts chapter 2. We weren't in a, in a reading plan. It just, we happened, both Craig and I, separately, individually, to read Acts 2 that morning. And it just happened that the phrase that jumped out to both of us was the exact same phrase. We had both written it down. And as we connected later that day and we were sharing, you know what, I just felt like God was speaking to me this morning in my devotions. And we began to process what God had said and the, the, the verse that had jumped out to us. And we knew that something had happened. Something had changed in that moment. We knew that we had clarity, even though we still didn't know where we were going. But it was probably only about six months from that point that God literally moved us from the community of Campbell River that we were in to the community of Courtney when he opened the doors for a position for us there at, that, at a church in Courtney. 
but we had learned to hear God's voice and to recognize that he was speaking to us. He still speaks today. He speaks through his word. He speaks through worship. He'll speak to you through your pastor. He'll speak to you through a podcast or at a conference or in nature. If we will pause and reset and allow Holy Spirit and recognize when Jesus is speaking, he will give you the blueprint and the plans that you need for the wall that you're facing. You see, the method of warfare that this heavenly being, which a lot of people believe was Jesus, who appeared to Joshua, the, the method that he gave them was a method that made no sense. It made absolutely no military sense at all. This is what you're going to do. You're going to put your weapons down. You're not going to put any armor on. And you're going to be so excited about this, Israel. Can you imagine poor Joshua having to come to the people of Israel and say, okay, I know you've been waiting for a long time. We don't want to screw this up. But the Lord has spoken, and I feel this is what we need to do. The great strategy is we're going to walk around the walls. And not only are we going to walk around the walls, but we're only going to do it once. I don't, I, I don't know if you've seen the VeggieTales. I just picture the VeggieTales version of this, where there are the, the people from Jericho are like mocking them, and they're throwing purple slushies because it's VeggieTales on top of them. And it couldn't have been a comfortable position. Okay. Um, okay, we're going to trust you, Lord. I'm going to trust that your strategy, that the way you want us to do this, is going to be the one that's going to bring us success. Surrender. Surrendering to God's plans. Maybe you find yourself right now in a situation where you feel like you're doing more fighting than resting. Because you see, Israel, if you think there's 24 hours in a day, it probably took, you know, a couple hours to get all of Israel around the walls of Jericho. But that's still only a couple hours out of a whole day. They actually spent more time resting than they spent fighting. And I think some need to hear that here this morning. You've been fighting like a hamster on a wheel. You've been just fighting and you've been banging on that wall and you've been banging on your Jericho. You've been banging on your mountain and you've been doing everything that you can to try and push your way through. But what's the picture that, that, that God gives us in Joshua? We're gonna walk around the wall and then we're going to rest. And I believe that God is speaking to us today that we need to learn how to fight smarter, not harder. That we don't need to fight in our own strength. That if we will surrender to him, we can spend more time resting, not being lazy or not being engaged in what's going on. But we can actually learn how to trust him in the midst of surrender and leave the battle in his hands so that we can do the fight smarter and he can fight on our behalf. Maybe in order to move the mountain in front of you, you need to stop move, fighting in your own strength and surrender more. You see, God will also empower you. Joshua, God said to Joshua, I have given you Jericho, its king, its warriors. But you see, we are responsible for obedience, our obedience. God is responsible for the outcome. And that's that trust part. That's that faith part of surrender that is beyond each and every one of us. We are responsible for our obedience and God will be responsible for the outcome. Because you see, Jesus will empower us 
but we still have to do our part. They still had to walk around the wall. It might have been easier than, you know, grabbing their weapons and charging and trying to fight. They still had to do something. They still had their part that they had to do in obedience to what God had spoken. But you see, we can also approach the mountain and the difficulty in front of us from the same position of the victory has already happened. Because when we invite Jesus into our life, he already fought the battle. He paid the ultimate sacrifice at the cross. He literally gave up his life so that we could walk in a wholeness and a strength and a freedom and a healing that is accessible to each and every one of us. But we have to activate that power. He's done his part. Now we need to do ours. Because when I surrender to the power of God in me, I can overcome the mountain that's in front of me. And where does the power come from? It comes from Holy Spirit. Acts 1.8, but we will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. What's that power? That's the power of heaven to overcome everything that you're facing. So God will speak to us. God will empower us. And God will also free us, which is surrender. You see, in Joshua 6.5, it talks about the ram's horns. It says, it's, it, what it said was they were going to walk around the wall, then on the last day they were going to walk around it seven times, and then the Lord said to them, when that happens, the priests are going to blow the ram's horns, and the walls are going to collapse. See, I didn't know this until I was studying this, but there were actually two types of horns mentioned in the Old Testament. There was the ram's horn, which was meant to call Israel to worship or to celebration, and there was the silver horn or the trumpet that was actually used to call people to war. So once again, God is calling his people to a battle that's already done. That upside down kingdom. Because technically, they should have been blowing the silver trumpet. They should have been blowing the horn that was calling the people to war. But God wasn't calling the people to war. God was calling the people to celebrate, to surrender to him and the power of God in them because the victory was already theirs. This morning, family, the victory is already ours. How many things do we let control our life and direct our life and speak into our mind that we already have the victory for. It's in our hands. And I feel this morning, God is blowing that ram's horn once again. And he's saying, will my children begin to celebrate? Will my children allow their perspective to be shift by what I'm doing in them? And will they allow their perspective to be one of victory? That the victory is already ours. You know, another word for a stronghold or a fortress is argument. There might be times that you are so caught up in the struggle that's in front of you and the issue that you're facing that it becomes a stronghold in our minds. And it's like an argument. You literally can't hear the truth of what God would say to you because the argument is so loud. That's all you can hear. Sometimes we're so held by that stronghold of our past. That's a big one that a lot of people have trouble facing. That's why we have set free. Because the stronghold or the lies are so loud of your past, the things that you've done, the things that have been done to you, 
that we can't even hear God's truth for the moment. I saw this quote by Christine Kane: when your past calls, don't answer. It is nothing new to say. And it's so true. But how many of us get stuck listening to those lies we've been listening to our whole life? You will never be enough. You've done too much. You've failed. You failed last time. Why would you try again? You're exhausted. And these are the reasons why. You know, I've walked through that in my own life. There's been many, many, many times where there's been set-free retreats, there's been altar calls, there's been moments in worship where I knew God was putting his finger on hurts from my life. When my dad left, when my dad made the decision when I was about 11 years old that the new woman that he had met was more important than his family, and he literally walked away from our home, that was a deep hurt. It took me years and multiple times falling on my face before him. Lord, speak to me. What would you have to say? But if I wasn't willing to open myself up to him, I would still be in that place of brokenness. Because you see, God can only heal what you're willing to reveal. God can only heal what you're willing to acknowledge and reveal. Throughout scripture, Jesus healed what the people revealed. Jesus, I have a broken leg, I'm, I'm blind, I can't hear, I can't see. What they revealed, the Lord was able to heal. If we won't face it, God can't fix it. We can pretend it isn't there. The Israelites could have come to Jericho and pretended that it wasn't there. They could have pretended that that wall wasn't standing, that that closed gate wasn't holding them back from what, what, was in front, what God actually had for them. We can pretend that Jericho isn't in our life. And we can settle for the wilderness. Oh, Lord Jesus, that we would not settle for the way things are right now. That we would not settle for the wilderness because it was comfortable. There was a whole generation in Israel that all they knew was the wilderness, so it actually was a little bit comfortable because they didn't know anything else. God, don't let us settle for the wilderness when you actually have Canaan for us, which is a land of promise. You can pretend that your mountain is not standing in front of you. But could it be that every time that you try to move forward, you keep bumping into it? but you won't acknowledge that it's there, today could be your day. Today could be your day. This set free retreat coming up in October, it could be your day to literally find out why you keep bumping into the same thing again and again. Because you see, when we allow God to step in, we're able to do what we couldn't do. When we allow God to step in, we can actually go where we couldn't go before. We can accomplish what we could never accomplish on our own. Dr. Darius Daniel says it this way, when I settle for my Jericho or my wilderness, I'm actually putting a period where God only ever intended there to be a comma, a pause, a moment, and then move forward. Are you stuck? I think for a lot of us, it may not even be big things that we're facing, but we just feel stuck. I'm just doing life. I've been doing life this way for a long time. I'm just stuck. 
go to set free. What would it look like if you were willing to invest in 24 hours to allow God to speak to you and to help you get unstuck as you surrender to him? This is what fighting smarter looks like. This is what surrender looks like. Being willing to open up your life to the one who created you and allowing him to bring the victory that you so desire. It's time to tap into the power of surrender. Because when I surrender to the power of God in me, (laughs) then I can overcome that mountain that's in front of me. Because let me tell you, the promise that God has for you is more than you could ever think or imagine. And you know, some of the things that you're facing, some of the things that are those struggles that would keep you stuck, did you know that there's people in your life, people around you, people that you maybe haven't even crossed paths yet? They need to know how you got unstuck so that they can walk into freedom. It's not just about us. I was willing to face some of those hurts from my past because I did not want my kids or my kids' kids or the generations that were going to come behind me. I was willing to fight the battle through surrender, to open up some very personal and very painful areas so that I could allow God to come in and bring the healing in me so that I could fight battles and my kids wouldn't have to fight them. And maybe you're so tired this morning, but could you do it just one more time for those around you, for those that are in your life that are stuck? Are you willing to become vulnerable and surrender so that someone around you could become unstuck? Fam, if you can stand with me. For those of you that are going to be baptized, if you want to just go ahead and get ready at this this time. Maybe you're here this morning. And you recognize as I've been speaking and as Pastor Daniel was talking or in worship, maybe you recognize that you're here today and you've been fighting your battle all alone. Maybe you don't know Jesus. Maybe you've never encountered him as your Lord and your Savior, as the leader of your life. Maybe you didn't know that there was someone that was wanting to come and walk alongside you. This is your morning. This is your moment. And in a moment, we're going to pray And if that's you this morning, if you didn't know that Jesus was real, that he's alive and he cares about you, that he has a purpose and a plan for you, it says in um, Jeremiah 29, 11, if that's you this morning, can I encourage you to take a step of faith, to not listen to fear, but to step out boldly and ask God to come in and save you today so that he can begin to walk this journey of life with you? Maybe you don't know how to hear God speak to you. Maybe you've been going through life to this point and you believe that God is real, but you didn't know that he actually cared about you enough to speak into your today. Can I encourage you, sign up for hearing God. Starts this Tuesday. Or maybe this morning you felt that stirring that you're ready to face the gates once again. That God's brought you around and you're standing in front of Jericho what's your decision going to be? Because what is on the other side of that gate or that wall or that mountain, it's no longer about survival. The wilderness was survival. Don't make a home in the wilderness. 
That was meant to be a place of just surviving, not thriving. Canaan was where they were meant to thrive. The inheritance, the Ephesians 3.20, more than enough. That's God's vision that he wants to release. But we have to surrender to his power. Don't settle for the wilderness when God wants Canaan for you. Sign up for Set Free. Do it more than once. Every opportunity that you have to face the things that are in front of you, God will reward you. Family, let's, let's just pray. As I was speaking, if you can just close your eyes and, and bow your head just to give privacy to those around you. If you're here this morning and you've never asked Jesus to be the Lord and leader of your life, we're not going to ask you to do anything crazy. I just want to ask you to slip your hand up so I can see, so I can pray for you. Today could be the day that you begin to walk on that journey of freedom. So on my left, your right, if that's you here this morning, if you can just slip your hand up real quick so I can have a look. If there's anyone here this morning, you've never asked Jesus to be the leader of your life. Down the middle section. If you're here today and you say, I don't have a personal relationship with the Lord, would you pray for me, Pastor? To my right, your left. Father, I just thank you for the opportunity to come together as family. Lord, I thank you that in this place this morning, there is healing. Lord, that even in the midst of worship, Lord, that you were touching on areas of, for individuals and for us corporately where you desire to move in us and through us. And Lord, I firmly believe that you are calling us into a season of advance. You are calling this house. You have spoken over this Horizon family. You've spoken over us as individuals that, Lord, the best is yet to come. And the time in the wilderness is finished. I believe that so firmly. The Lord would say, the time in the wilderness is finished. And whether you as an individual or a family, you feel like you've been in that season of survival, the Lord would say to you this morning, lift up your eyes to the, lift up your eyes to heaven and hear my voice this morning. Your breakthrough is here. It is not afar off. I am giving you the opportunity I am giving you the opportunity this morning to walk into all that God would have for you. Will you embrace it? Will you surrender to it? Father, thank you that as you speak this morning, Lord, that you would stir within our hearts and within our spirits. Lord, that you would unstop our ears where we haven't been able to hear clearly in the past before. Lord, that we would clearly be able to see the path that you've laid out ahead of us, whether it's to go to Grow Track, whether it's to join a group, whether it's to go to hearing God, whether it's to go to set free, whether it's to ask you into our life, whatever it would be this morning, Lord, that each and every one of us would decide in our hearts and we would act upon it in Jesus' name.